This is Christmas Abbott, and you are listening to Girls Gone Wad. You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 47. Welcome to episode 47. Welcome. We only, make a big deal of out of every number episode ever. Only five more weeks until it's been a year. We're going to have a big party. Did you like ever really think we would make it to a year? Um, I think when we started, I had no idea what to expect. Like, I didn't even have any expectations. I didn't either. Like, so I didn't either. Because it was just a so twinkle, twinkle in our eye. <laughs> <laughs> Today, somebody was like, I posted, so we'll talk about this in a minute, but I, somebody posted, like, an article, like, you know, the latest, like, everybody hates you know, CrossFit sucks article. Yeah. And I posted a response, which we'll talk about in a minute, but she was like, she wrote back and she was like, well, and plus you can never stop doing CrossFit because then you will be doing, because you have to do Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> Let me see. What, yeah, it was pretty hilarious. She was like, uh, like, uh, load. My phone's being so annoying. So is mine. She goes, you have to keep crossing no matter what till the end of time. So we can keep listening to your hilarious stories. That was Kelly. I was like, that's so cute. Obviously, obviously, we have to. I mean, if we, yeah, if we ever stopped doing CrossFit, we, yeah, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Somebody tells me we'll, well find we'd find something, <laughs> but then we have to change our name. Yeah, Girls gone. Girls. <laughs> Girls do. I actually today I was thinking I I was posting that picture of. Uh, me and Lindsay and Nicole and Jasmine after Murph. Yeah. And I almost hashtagged it Sweaty Betty's. And I was like, that would have been a cute name for a podcast. Yeah. But mm-hmm. not as CrossFit Yeah. Speaking of Murph. We're going to keep doing this this podcast until the end of time. Don't you guys worry. Yeah, don't you worry. Um, we should have a like a big party, like a, a walk yeah. or something in honor of our year anniversary. And then everyone around the world. <laughs> everyone around the world. <laughs> Have you seen Walter Mitty? No. He has this really funny part where he walks up to this girl that he's in love with and he's like, I would like to say to you. (laughs) It's just like this gloriously awkward. You're like, I can see myself doing that. Anyway, Everyone around the world can do the wad. Yes. The girls go on wad, your anniversary wad, and then they can post their times and then we can just have a party. Have a party. That'll be great. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's really bizarre to think about that. So speaking of Murph a yeah. minute ago, it was Murph this week. You did it today, didn't you? I sure did. I did, did it this week. Did you know you were going to do it when you went no in? No idea. That's No hilarious. idea. I walked in. So I went. I was in Arizona this weekend, you guys. You probably saw my all my annoying posts on Instagram. Um, and so I missed Murph on Monday because we were flying back. And so I walked into the wad this morning thinking, thinking it was just going to be some rowing. And Coach Mike was like, hey, Joy, you want to make up Murph? And I'm like, can I really? And I got all excited. And he's like, yeah. So the excited to make I know. Well, that's the funny weirdo. I know. And so I I got I got really excited. And then Matt Crowley walked in, and he (laughs) he didn't do it yesterday either. (laughs) And Mike's like, you want to do Murph with Joy? And he's like, no. (laughs) And then he finally ended up doing it because I made him feel bad. I'm "I'm not gonna do it by myself. So thank you, Matt. There were some people tonight that did it, and it. I, so it was me and Brandon. We both did it yesterday. Uh-huh. And then there were three other guys there tonight who hadn't done it. And so TJ was like, so you have the choice to do Murph if you want to. And he was like, so what do you guys think? Are you going to be an American or do you want to just row? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, fine. Way to make you feel bad. A little bit of peer pressure. Yeah. No pressure. How'd you do? Um, I did it in 30. No, you no. didn't. What? 30 something? Uh, no, I was going to say, because I was trying to be 39 because that was TJ's. So oh. I did it in 40 minutes and 50 seconds. Ugh. I had like 53 something. Yeah. Everything was a disaster. All I could think of is how last year I did it with a weight vest. Yeah. I'm like, you had banded pull-ups last year, though, didn't you? Yes. Where yeah. the weight vest was. Yeah. I did it on purpose because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do kipping pull-ups with a vest right. for the whole time. So I did banded pull-ups with a vest. Still sucked. Yeah. Oh, it sucked so mad. That last mile. I can't uh, even imagine. Jeff, Christie's Jeff, came and uh, ran it with me because I was just like shuffling. It was painful. Brandon ran my last mile with me because I was struggling. And he'd already been done for like an hour. Uh, we had to, we were, there were like forty people there. On I heard, I heard it was so we way did it in waves, crowded. and I ended up in the last wave. And I, as we started running, I was like, "Great, I'm gonna be the literally last person in this forty five person wad to finish this workout." Because I was like, you know, the like even if I there were a couple other girls in the wad who I was like, you know, I could keep pace with them. 
for the push-ups, pull-ups, squats. Yeah. But they're faster than me on the run. And so I think my, like, the next closest time was, like, a minute and a half, you know, away from me or something. Yeah. And, yeah, the run was so brutal. It was so hot. And it was, like, the middle, you know, it was, like, noon. Yeah. It was so hot. And it was just, like, I had two pairs of pants on. Ugh. Um, yeah, because my, my leggings were, see, were, those American flag leggings were see-through. And I had my booty shorts on under, over them. Yeah. And so it was, like, just so sweaty. Yeah. And crotch. Yeah. You're welcome for that visual. Yeah. And, ugh, it was awful. So, it was fun. Like, I yeah, like seeing Murph. everyone's posts about their Murph experiences mm-hmm. and whether or not it was their first time. And mm-hmm. it's a rite of passage in the CrossFit world totally. to do Murph. And there were a lot of a lot of listeners who did really who like had big PRs. Yeah, and did amazing. really. Yeah, did a good job. Yeah, it was not. I did not feel good. Like it wasn't like I didn't finish and think like yeah I did really well there. Yeah, I finished and was like ugh, that was not. This no thank you. Yeah, did and you tear? Played, yeah, I did. I tore there. Out. And then I almost tore my, my big, my pointer finger, my big finger. My pointer finger has like a, like a blister under it. I have massive calluses right now. I need to. I do too. I need need to to do. Do you have a, do you have a thing? What? (laughs) A thing. I shave them with a razor. Like an actual razor? Yeah. I want to go and go one of those like callus shavers. Yeah. Just get a little 99 cent razor. Yeah, that scares me. It really, I I was scared as well, and a lot of girls get scared about it, but honestly, like, if you sit in the shower, yeah. let them get a little soft, and, then just and you just it. go really fast. It'll so do you don't, it. like, let them stick, and if right. you just do, like, a teeny, teeny, tiny bit, you'll get the feel of, like, how yeah. hard to push, Yeah, and you just do really, really fast, fast strokes on it, and it... You know, shave them down. Yeah, and just it's... Just, like, little disposable razors? Little disposable razors, right. and then and I just throw it away. Yeah, because it gets all full of skin. Because, yeah, my... I'm sure a callus remover is probably a better option, but I'm like, I just don't want to spend the money. <laughs> I don't want to spend the like, $3.99 well, I, well, no, like, I already have so many of those razors at my house, so I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to use that. And uh, that helps a ton, though. Yeah. I haven't torn since I started... Shaving doing that because yeah. I didn't used to ever tear because I would pick my calluses and then I stopped yeah. picking them and I started tearing. Yeah, shaving them down is key, and I mean like once a week. Otherwise, yeah. I can tell the difference. Yeah. But um, I, I sure used the natural it. grip during Murph. Did you? Yep, and that helped a ton. Yeah, I didn't do that, but I should have. I thought about it, but I didn't. So it was a nice surprise surprise makeup Murph. For yeah. Me today I did the actual one today, which was. Four five rounds yeah. of four minute max effort row with a minute rest in between. Four minutes of max effort is a long ass oh time. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. It like we basically, yeah. I mean, and it was so I had my pace was like about like 218, 220 for 500. So basically, like my 2k pace for almost 5k. Yeah, uh uh-uh. uh, it was horrible. And my, like, the first two rounds, my biceps were just on fire. Yeah. From the, and then they kind of, like, worked themselves out, but, ugh, it was yeah. awful. And then, at the, this was the first time in a while where I've gone to that, like, deep, dark CrossFit place where you just, like, are total tunnel vision and, like, don't even know what else is happening around you. Oh, that happened and, to me after Murph today. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and it was, like, in my last, like, minute of each round, I would just, like, deep, dark CrossFit land. Yeah. And in my third round... Either my third or my fourth round, I got something in my eye. So I literally had my eyes closed. I was just, like, rolling as hard as I could. <laughs> and everyone saw I'd, like, peek open one eye to see how much further I had to go. Ugh, it was <gasps> Like, why are you rolling with your eyes yeah, closed? I'm just... Like, I'm visualizing. Exactly. I'm visualizing being in a big, open water. We should, Someone suggested on... I think it was on our post last week that we should do um, videos for... Oh, the rowing thing. The rowing thing. We should. We should get Chris to do one. Super fan Chris G, get on Calling it. you out. We should do that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, Plus, it, just, it would just be fun to be in some videos and we can... We should make another video. We haven't made one in a long time. I, we haven't. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because yeah. everyone just loves to see us. Obviously. <laughs> We're just so hilarious. I, did you see that thing I posted? It was like last, last week? Anyway, it was like... Um, I like you because I think I'm hilarious, but you make it official. Exactly. It's like, this is totally how yes. I feel. That's how we feel about you guys. Yep. So we have a lot to talk about tonight, but one of which is, uh, well, do you want to start with the article or would you like to talk about regionals first? We can talk about regionals. No Lindsay Valenzuela. The no. Games. No wild that, cards. That 
No. Okay. Did you Let me, that? You're going to have to educate me because okay. I've fallen off the radar so here's since what happened I was on vacation. at SoCal. There weren't really any big upsets in the other regions. Yeah. Um, no Lindsay Valenzuela. Lauren Fisher. Well, I saw that because yeah. I've been following everyone on Instagram. So yeah, so when I was on vacation. I would just check my Instagram to kind of see. Yeah, the I kind of like get that's what I it yeah. like, what, like. It's like how you check Andrew Sterling's Facebook when you need to know who won this, who won football games. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew's like the football man who He's every, every yeah. when football everybody season, has that friend. Yeah. Like when football season starts, it's just pure nothing but Broncos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so Lindsay um did. Pretty good, but I don't think as as well as she wanted to in the hang snatch, and I, which was like supposed to be her. I mean, she's a like so you know supposed to be a really thing. heavy lifter. Didn't do. I think she she missed at one eighty five, so she got one eighty. Okay. Which like Camille got one ninety. Yeah. And then there was another girl whose name is Janie, who I haven't ever seen before. I think I don't know if this was her first year at regionals or just her first year doing really well at regionals. She got one eighty five. And then they went to the handstand walk. And once again, Lindsay, like, did pretty well, but not amazing. Yeah. And then the, um, uh, which was, oh, the wad with the muscle-ups, which was, what, the, like, pistols, muscle-ups, and hang cleans. Mm-hmm. She got stuck on the muscle-ups, like, in her last round, oh, or okay. second to last round, maybe. Sure. And got past, but she was doing really, really well, and then, like, just, she got a no rep on a muscle up maybe or she just didn't you know just failed on one and really I think like the biggest thing is that she kind of let it get to her head and she like couldn't get back up couldn't get back up couldn't get back up finally finished and so went into the second day um in fourth but not like a tough you know like with Lauren Fisher in third okay but they were only separated by like Going, I like going into. I want to say event four. It was like 15, 16, 17, 18. Like those were the points. Like they okay. were so close. All the points, all the like the first four were so close. And then they went into the um, the legless rope climbs, and she got no rep on a rope climb in her like one of her last rounds, and she just fell apart after that. She it like so if you while you were watching it. She was, like, maybe two-thirds of the way up the rope, and her legs closed just for a second. And, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't necessarily pull with her legs, but just the fact that her legs closed around the rope just, like, as a byproduct of her kip, like, that's enough to count. Yeah. And the judge was, like, going, no rep, no rep, no rep, but she didn't hear him, so she kept and finished the climb, touched the crossbar, and dropped back down. He was, like, that was no rep. So she didn't know what had happened because she, you know, clearly thought she had touched the crossbar. Even right. the announcers didn't know what had happened. They were, like, I don't know what just happened. It looks like looked to us like she cro- touched the crossbar, but, you know, the judge must have seen something we didn't. But if you really were paying attention, he was no repping her before she even got to the top of the rope. And she didn't hear him. And the thing is with those rope climbs is it's like every single one is so, you know, like your grip is just like, you know, like just exponentially it gets harder and harder and harder and harder. So the wad, you know, is like you had one leg of rope climb and then you had to sort of like theoretically sprint down and back the length of the, and you had like this little phone, you know, like, I don't know, kind of like mat thing you had to move. Right, right. And no one was sprinting, you know, yeah. sort of like a jog or even a yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah. But she, I want to say that was on like her eighth of ten rounds or she got no repped. Maybe it was on her seventh. But, and she just fell apart after that. Like she it took her a lot of time to really get that, you know, get back in the groove. She ended up coming in sixth when she was supposed to come in first. Oh my gosh. And like it just mentally messed with her. Totally. And I think that that, and then, you know, then going into the, um, the next couple of wads, like, so then the next one was the 50s, which was the 50 calorie row, 50 box jump overs, 50 wall balls, 50 ring dips, 50 wall balls, 50 box jump. There was one other, oh, deadlifts mm-hmm. was in there somewhere. Anyway, and so she and Lauren Fisher were, like, kind of still neck and neck, like, like, Lindsay could still take it. Yeah. Going into the 50s, and Lauren went out way too fast, just, like, very clearly, kind of had a moment where, you know, everyone was kind of saying, like, here's where it starts to show when you don't have that much experience, and, you know, you haven't been competing, but, I mean, Lauren Fisher's been doing cross since she was 12 years old. Right. You know, that girl has put in her time. Yep. But nonetheless, you know, she doesn't have the experience competing as an individual at that level, and she did go out way too fast, and she 
you know, got like got to the first round of wall balls, killed it, and then got to the to the ring dips and was doing one ring dip at a time. Oh, okay. And she was like really taxed. Yeah. So Lindsay came in. I want to say like four or five places in. So Lindsay got maybe second in that workout, maybe first. I think it was second. And Lauren got like seventh or eighth. So they were still like neck and neck coming into the. And not really neck and neck, but like still, you know, Lindsay still definitely could have uh, made it made it happen coming into the last event, which was the pull ups and overhead squats. Right. And I think Lindsay was counting on Lauren to go out too hard in the pull ups and then fail on the overhead squats, and she didn't. She linked every didn't link all the pull ups, but she linked all the overhead squats. And so Lindsay was still in the pull up bar by the time Lauren was at like five overhead squats. Like there was it wasn't even close. Oh, uh, okay. And I really think I don't know. Part of me just kind of feels like. You know, like she, I think, afterwards, like, kind of released some things on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook that made it sound like she really feels like, you know, the judging. Lindsay was saying this? Yeah, I kind of, like, blames well, the judging. it's kind of, I saw a lot of this, a lot of this yeah. talk, and I remember, I think a couple weeks ago, someone in another region was saying the same thing, or mm-hmm. just kind of making the same accusations, and, or at least alluding to that. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Well, here's, I, here's kind of my thought about it i having watched it and seeing the guy no rep her yeah you know before she gets to the top and you know kind of like whether or not it was legitimate no rep and i mean you can see her legs closed like she's not using her legs but like whether or not he should have called that he called it well before she was at the top and she didn't hear him whether or not he should have been more proactive and being like you know no 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 you have to come down or you know whatever um but i just think that if you are in a position in a wad where the difference between first place and like sixth or seventh place is just getting up and repeating a rep. Like if you're really, and I, I mean, it's so hard for me to say this, especially with the Lego stroke climbs, because every single one of those is so exponentially harder than the one before it. Yeah. But part of me just feels like, you know, if you really are, are fit enough to get first, then you should be fit enough to get back up and do another rep. Right. And the other part is like, I mean, I even remember, like, Lucas Parker saying something about this at the end of the games last year where he said, you know, I went into the first – one of the <clears> first <throat> events of the games was a burden run. And he was like, you know, this is where it was, like, you run two miles and you had, like, this big – that big green – it's called a pig. Mm-hmm. You had to flip it and then it was, like, a log carry and then you had to do, like, a sled drag. And he was like, that – every single one of those movements was in my wheelhouse. And so when I did really poorly, it totally messed me up mentally for the rest of the weekend. And I feel like that is what happened to Lindsay. Like she didn't do as well on the snatch as she thought she thought she was going to. You know, it's like every day she you know, she continued to do, I think, just a little bit worse than how she thought she was going to. And yeah. so in the last day when she really needed to seal the deal, she just couldn't she make couldn't it happen. Order, yeah. And so I don't know. Just personally from an outsider standpoint, looking in, it really seemed like she had a hard time getting back in the game mentally. Yeah. Which like yeah. is all you such you know, a bummer. All it takes. Yeah. Such a bummer. I really like her. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean that's again, there's gonna always be something. It's always well, gonna be something that you didn't do right or it's the judges or it's and the circumstances I mean, like, right. it's a and bad call at, or it's not a bad call. And it yeah, and I don't know. The, like the thing about the difference I think between Lindsay and Lindsay Valenswell and Sam Briggs both not making it to the games is that Sam had, like, one catastrophic failure in a while. Not even failure. Had one catastrophic low finish and killed it the rest of the weekend. But it wasn't enough to make up for that one catastrophic yeah. low score. Whereas Lindsay, just throughout the weekend, consistently did just a little bit worse than she needed to. Right. So I almost feel a little bit – I don't even want to say I feel better about it, but I almost feel like it's a little bit more – um, indicative of Lindsay's true standing in that region, which is a super competitive region. Yeah. Then it is necessarily of Sam's. Cause like you can look at Sam Briggs and be like, you know, that was a, that hand Sam walk thing sucked. Like that was a fluke and you know, whatever. But if you look at Lindsay and it's like, you consistently performed just under where you needed to be right? like that to me is a little more telling. Yeah. It's a little more telling, but there's no wild, wild cards. No. So then, so what during the, during the regionals, they were interviewing Dave Castro and he said, basically, um, there will be no wild cards. The people who are, the people who are going to the games are the people who are supposed to be going. Wow. Yeah. So what, what was the, how did the wild cards start? They started, I think it was, 
No, not even last year. So it's always been, I think, someone who's like an actual CrossFit historian can can look this up, can for, look us. This up for us. Yeah. But the rule has been that if an athlete who was on the podium the year before qualifies again, then in that region there will be a wild card awarded to another athlete in order to get someone else in there who was not on the podium. Gotcha. Apparently, that's no longer the case. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Because there was some speculation. Move, Dave. There was some speculation that there were going to still be, you know, a certain like three wild cards basically. Yeah. But that they weren't going to be necessarily awarded per region. They were going to be more awarded based on like your overall standings throughout the world at the end of the um, regionals. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where I had I got that idea. So like, if anything, they were even less, um, sort of regimented. Yeah. I don't know where I I heard that, but yeah. apparently that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Scandalous. It's kind of like a scandal. But then you have Val Vobril, who was third last year. Yeah. Third in 2011. Took 2012 off to have a baby. And killed it the whole weekend. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing where it's like, I, I think we brought this up a little bit last week, where it's like, you know, there are a lot of upsets happening, but if there were, you know, starting with Stacey Tovar, with Sam Briggs, you know, moving yeah. on Lindsay Valencia, but if there were upsets happening across the board, you know, if Camille didn't make it, if Annie Thorsetter didn't make it, if Julie Fouché didn't make it, you know, if Rich Froning, you know, whatever, and also the, the upsets really are only in the women. Yeah. If there were... um upsets across the board, then I think you could look at the programming. Did you read that thing that I posted last week by Elizabeth Akinwali? It was great. She nailed it on the head. She basically said, like, you know, first of all, yes, the programming favors gymnasts and those who have spent, you know, put in the time working on their gymnastics skills, but that's nothing new. You know, the whole, I think she said the whole podium of the 2011 games or 2012 was past gymnasts. And, you know, there are, there are always events like that. Like the zigzag sprint last year favored football players. The swimming, you know, the swimming events favor swimmers. The endurance events favor endurance athletes. You know, and she said that from her perspective, it's not something that is like a deficit or a bias in the programming. It's just that the, the competitive field is now so deep that one little mess up and you can't, you know, like seven workouts is not enough to come back from that. Right. Because the right. field is so deep. Yeah. And I think that was totally spot on. Yeah. It's like, it's not that the the programming is any, you know, less predictable or any more biased than it's ever been. It's just that the sport is that much more competitive that, like, you can't afford to have a single slip up. Yeah. It's just going to keep getting, I think, more and more difficult Every yeah. single year, mm-hmm. I feel like five years ago, it's not even close to what it is now. Right. Except for Rich Froning. <laughs> Damn it, Rich Froning. Uh, did you see that bro- Fromance? Yes, I did see the Fromance. That was how cool. did I miss that t shirt? I know. How is that hard? Have you, you not, seen it before? How do you not have that tattooed on your back? I was no, just, I when I was in Arizona, it. I was just like flipping around Pinterest and it popped up and I'm like, how? It's And it's been around since I think 2011 or 12. That's amazing. How did I miss that shirt? How do I not own that shirt? How, How do, do I not, not sleep in that shirt every night? Yeah. How do you it's not like the, wear it under everything you own? Well, it's the Should perfect. this t-shirt that says, I heart Erin. Erin. And she wears it under all the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> she saved a tissue you use, and she's going to use it for some voodoo love spell. What? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I watched that on the plane on her, in her, like on my way from Arizona. And like I know I could I was almost gonna have because my mom went with me, I was almost gonna have my mom watch it and like I'm gonna put the headphones on her and I would just watch it without any sound. I'm like I know everything There's that's no going on. on. That's amazing. Mom, you need to watch this movie. Uh, one of like my favorite compliments, someone left this on one of our iTunes reviews was that they watched Mean Girls for the first time <laughs> because of our podcast. I'm like, I love that our podcast brings people to watch Mean Girls. Totally. Totally. It's so great. Totally. Um, so I just got a text message yeah. from trackyourhappiness.com. Track your happiness. You get text messages. What's track your happiness? So I'm going to tell you. Oh. So trackyourhappiness.com 
It, this is actually a good little segue. So I was listening last week. So we went, we went to Moab for the weekend. So we yeah. listened to a bunch of TED Radio Hour podcasts uh-huh. on the way. And one of the ones we listened to was about happiness. And one of the guys <clears throat> who they talk with has this thing called trackyourhappiness.com. And it's the, he's been doing it for like several years and has um, a couple, you know, tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands. I don't, I don't remember the exact number. It was at least like 30,000 people who've taken, who've signed up for this thing. And what it does is it sends you text messages throughout the day, like three or four times a day, and they ask, and it asks you questions. The questions are like, do you have to do what you're doing right now? Do you want to do what you're doing right now? Like, how happy are you on a sliding scale? How much sleep did you get last night? Are you with other people? Like, what are you doing right now? Matthew Ellen Killingsworth, doctoral student at Harvard. Sure. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. Are you Googling? Yeah. Anyway, and I just got a text because I've been, I, this is like my fifth day. So then after 50 it then like gives you like a report on your happiness. Like here's what you're most happy when you're doing. This and here's, is so like, what you're not. cute. It's I'm really pulling good. it up right now. It says, what makes you happy? Get started. So then you push whatever. It says, trackyourhappiness.org is a new scientific research project that investigates what makes life worth living. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Using the site, you'll be able to track your happiness and find out what factors for you personally are associated with greater happiness. You'll also contribute to our scientific understanding of happiness. So you're contributing to science yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I the love same time that. that. I'm texting and driving now. I love that. <laughs> like texting. So so you sign up on the website? Yeah. And you like put in your so it sends you a text message and an email. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you should. And but the when you first start, you have to. It's like a 10 minute little survey that you oh, take okay. at the beginning, and it asks like about like how much money do you make and like you know that kind of like socioeconomic that's stuff. Adorable. So, but the reason that I think that's a good segue since I just got that text is because. Yeah. So this weekend we listened to a podcast about happiness and one about the TED Radio about happiness and one about success, and it kind of was like a good little. Um, I think it, it played into what we've talked about here a little bit recently with like, you know, trying to like kind of let go of your expectations. Like the birth and canal. To, yeah. We've been in the birth canal for a yes. while. And, and that whole article we posted too from Zoja. Yeah. Zoja. From girls. Zoja. Zoja. That's how you pronounce her name? Zoja. Zoja? Uh-huh. It's not Zasha? Uh-uh. Because oh. they call her Zoj, I think. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. She's adorable. Yes. And she wrote that amazing article for Glamour. I think she's a like a columnist for Glamour. And she's an actress. Um, yeah. Yeah. But she also has also, a column right. for Glamour. Yeah. So she wrote that whole thing about defining six defining success and what success means for you. But there's such a push to accomplish certain things. Right. In like order you have to be, to be Hillary Clinton in order to be successful. Right. Like, so you can't just the definition of success is that you have, you know, twelve jobs and then you also raise five kids at the same time. Right. While running a business I mean, at night. Like, for real my grandmother, so people are always like, you know, I have these, pre- I just feel these pressures in my family. Like, my grandmother will literally say verbatim to my face, you really better get working on that job so that you can have enough time to still have kids. Or you better get, not that job, you better get working on starting that that business of yours. Yeah. So you, and I'm like, and I, like, we were at, we were in Florida, and she said that. And then she kept, like, sort of alluding to this, like, multi-million dollar business I'm going to run while having a ginormous family. And I was just looking at Brandon, like, you know, some people, you know, have these sort of, like, implied things. Like, nope. She just comes out and says it. Mm-hmm. And Brandon was just like, I, it's like, yeah, it's, it's easy for like you yeah. and my therapist to be yeah. like, I think, you know, it's like you just are putting this on yourself. Like, nope. Right. There's no self. There's no, <laughs> none of that. I'm yeah. not putting this on myself. This yeah. Is this is real. Being this is yeah. for real. But anyway, so it's, which is interesting. Like one of the things that I really liked. So first of all, the one about success has Tony Robbins and it has, um, this gal who did a study and found that like the number one determinant for success was, was like your ability to persevere. Mm-hmm. And then there was some other guy who I didn't think was very interesting. So I don't remember what he said. And then they had, they had Mike Rowe, which was like similar to, you know, his, his, his Ted talk went viral a couple yeah, weeks ago. I think I remember that. Yep. About how like following your passion is the worst advice you could ever get. Mm-hmm. And his was really interesting. Cause it was like talking about, you know, all like the road kill scrapers of the world who, you know, did they follow their passion? No, but they found something that, you know, met a need in the world and they make a good amount of money. Most of them make a decent amount of money doing it and they feel useful and they feel productive and, you know, therefore they feel fulfilled. And like, that's the dirty jobs guy that we, yeah. that we quoted. Yeah. So I don't know. I liked that because it kind of made me feel like, okay, maybe you don't have to like 
first of all, find out what your passion flipping is in the first place because that's a hard enough job as it is. Yeah. And then second of all, figure out how to make money doing that. Yeah. And which was totally contradictory from what Tony Robbins said because he was like, you know, find what you want to, find what you love, like be, you know, be hungry, go get it, like be the person who does all, you know, like works the hardest and, um, you know, like be passionate and go for it. And it, like listening to him was just like, oh my God, I have so much work to do. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I know it can get overwhelming. I was listening to Oprah's soul. What is it? No, masterclass. Mm -hmm. No, it was her soul Sunday or whatever. Super soul Sunday. Don't know the difference. There's all these new shows on own, whatever. (laughs) The one that she interviewed, all Oprah. Oprah, the one that she interviewed, Pharrell Williams. Ugh. So she interviewed this, you know, it was this awesome hour and a half interview of, of him and his music career and his life and mm-hmm. him getting married and that whole song Happy and how it came to be, which was fascinating to me. Really? It was so fascinating to me. Yeah. He had like Can I just nine... have a quick little tangent? I'm so no. freaking sick of that song. Yeah. You're sick of it? Yeah. Really? I'm not. Do you listen to the radio on a regular basis? No. That's why. I listen to Satellite, which plays all the time. So, um, but I think what I, did you ever see that, that clip though, where he cries after he sees the video of him, of everyone making videos of his song? Mm, No. So every time I hear that song now, it like makes me cry, which, you know, I've just been crying a lot lately, but it's like, it's just so cute. Cause like every time I see that, I'm like, oh, it's so adorable. (laughs) He totally cried. But he... Oprah was interviewing interviewing him about that song, and she's like, it's just so fascinating that, like, you had nine versions of the song, and what inspired you to write the song was A, B, and C, or what have you. And she's like, let's cut to a clip of all the people that are, you know, it, it really hit on a global level. Let's cut to a clip of everyone who made their own happy videos. Yeah. And so then he just starts bawling, Aww. like, watching this, because he's like, I can't, he's like, I never realized it would get to that point. But the whole point of this really is, like, he was talking about how he just does what he loves. He's like, it's amazing yeah. to me that I I love what I do so much that it could reach people on that level. So it's like that quote you posted on Instagram, like, um, find your passion and then give it away. Like, your yeah. life's purpose is to find your passion and then the meaning of life is to give it away. Yeah. So it was kind of like that same thing. And I always, I always look at that and... I, hate, I know Sandy is going to listen to this and be like, you guys. But, like, I always, Sandy, our, our CrossFit mom. <laughs> so I feel like Oprah and Pharrell, like, it's easy for them to say that because, like. Because they're famous. On that huge global level, like, yeah, they just, they did that huge, huge passion thing. And they, right. like, the stars aligned to where they hit on a global level. Yeah. But is that success? Like, right. are we looking at that as the, the level of success? But, you know. I think what Zoja's article was saying, and I feel like I'm, like, going on a million tangents here, but, like, they are connected in a way where I feel like Zoja's article was, like, what does success mean to you? If I want to go open up a coffee shop and just do that the rest of my life, I would be so happy to do that. But the people around me, their definition of success is not that. Right. It's that which big movie. Yeah, she's Which big show are you on or which big movie did you get to? And then some way I get really like mind screwed when I hear celebrities talking about that because you're like because I'm like but you're a celebrity because you're a celebrity right but in that world is there like a little microcosm of like importance of like well maybe she's not as big because she's not doing the blockbuster films like maybe it's just wherever you go yeah you have to there's always like that hierarchy of what success means right I don't know so then but I was like you know hopping back to the Pharrell thing I'm like he just keeps talking about, like, I just was following my passion. Mm-hmm. So, sure, it for him, it hit on a global level. Who's to say, like, I always get really confused of, like, who's meant to be the global level person? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get to be that person? Right. I don't think I'd want to be that person. I don't think I would either. I think it'd be a lot of work. That would be a lot of work. I have, like, a hard enough time when people, like, get mad about something I post on Girls Oh, my watch. gosh. I'm like, oh, I'm a terrible person. I would, yeah. People don't like me. I wouldn't leave my house. No. I'd just be like, you know, Lindsay Lohan in her apartment that, like, yeah. paparazzi, she has to dart yeah. every time she leaves the house. I'm like, that Getting would collagen be... collagen shots in your lips yeah. all day. Well, you know, <laughs> that might be nice. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, I was totally looking at her Instagram the other day yeah. and thinking of you as, like, Claire hates me for following her. <laughs> it's right. I started following somebody. Who was it? Oh, I you did? And I was like, I hope Joey noticed Oh, no. I don't forget who it was. Um, okay, but, okay, okay so, so back to success. Right. Yes. Well, so, and then also, like, it's just big picture. Like, I get, yeah. I get a confused, like, the global level. Like, who's, how does, how do we, is it all the same? Right. Like, who, how are we defining this? It just, it's a big question mark, you guys. Yes. 
I don't know. And I think, so another thing that we listened to in the podcast was the one on happiness. And first of all, you should listen to it because the last guy that they talked to is this just amazing, um, I want to say he was German or Swiss. He's a monk. Mm-hmm. And the way he talks is amazing. He has like this really adorable little like German accent. He's so cute. Anyway, and he um, talks about how the key to happiness is gratitude. Like, mm-hmm. people aren't grateful because they're happy. They're happy because they're grateful. That's kind of his whole thing. Anyway, but you would like him. But the thing that really stood out, the one, th- the other part. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good. What? You're not fat because I hate you. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're I don't, I don't hate you because you're fat. fat. You're, you're fat, fat because, because I, I hate, hate you. you. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's just so fresh in my mind because I just watched it. Not that I don't always have it fresh in my mind. When is it not fresh in your mind? Yeah. Um, one of the guys is talking about what we, per- like, the way that we perceive happiness. And he's talking about, um, like, our ability to... So his kind of whole thing is like, you know, you have it within yourself to decide whether or not you're going to be happy about something. And he has some examples about like, for example, one guy who was wrongly accused of committing some crime and he was in prison for like 38 years. And when he got let out, he was like, you know, I am so grateful for that experience. It was a glorious experience. Like, you know, and then anyway, all those kinds of things, you know, where people like make the, like go, it's almost like goes beyond making the best out of the situation and like actively you know, seem almost like delusional and how great of a, you know, and anyway, so then he says, you know, there's a quote from Shakespeare that says, um, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so, or something to that effect. And he's like, is that really true? Is gallbladder surgery and a trip to Paris really the same thing? And you, and you just decide whether or not it's good or bad. He's like, no, there are some things that are inherently better and worse than other things. And, you know, but in the long run, it, you know, it kind of is up to you how you frame it. Like, but there are definitely things that are better and worse than other things. And that was kind of a light bulb for me because I think lately and just like in my life, I've been hearing so much. We all hear so much about like, you know, it is what you make it and you have right. to like make the best out of things right. and like you attract these things to you. Yes. And, all this, and it's just like, yeah, but at the, at the end of the day, like if you are in a shitty relationship or if you have pain in the ass coworkers or if your car breaks down on the side of the road in the middle of a thunderstorm or, you know, whatever it is, like, that's, like, you should be totally okay with being pissed off about that yeah. and with not being like, you know what, this is, like, I just need to see this in a better light. It's like, no, right. sometimes things just are shitty. Sometimes are, things are shitty and you can't just Pollyanna it away. Like, right. I think there's a difference between... Like, getting pissed about it, but then taking a more positive approach of, like, finding a solution versus, like, oh, there's nothing wrong here. Right. Well, and the other thing that he brought up in that talk, which I really liked, was that in a study of, you know, however many people, with only a very few exceptions, massive tragedies it only affected people for three months or less. And after three months, their, like, baseline was back to normal. Wow. And... You know, and, and you know, even like in the in terms of you know the death of close family members and getting right. laid off from your job or losing your eyesight or you know because like the, all these sort of like very life altering things like within three months your baseline is back to normal like your life yeah. may not look the same but your baseline is back to where it was and that to me was also pretty interesting because I thought you know like you when you think about making these big life changes. You, and even in terms of happiness too, like people, you know, getting married or whatever, it's like, you think like, this is going to change my life forever and I'm never going to get over it and nothing's ever going to be the same. It's like, and things might not be like logistically the same day to day, but in terms of the way you feel about things, pretty much nothing is going to impact you so much that in a couple of months you're going to, it's still going to affect your daily life. Right. Right. Anyway. And so that I like that, but don't you think some people are hardwired different? I think I would say yes. A lot of people are hardwired to look at something more negative versus more positive. Yeah, in general, like there's some people that truly do want to look at life through. But like there are some people who are like, I just want to this freaking sucks. Yeah, rose colored glasses, or they want to blame everything on the external versus Mm -hmm. looking at themselves and seeing what how they're contributing to the problem. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think that, like, it's just not, I don't know. I think the thing that I liked about those talks wasn't necessarily, like, 
that any of them were either black or white, like kind of right or, you know, whether or not I fully agreed with any of them, but that I feel like it kind of made me, they just had a more realistic approach to it where it was like, you know what? Not everything is, you can't just decide to make something happy. Sometimes things just suck or, you know, you can't just like following your passion maybe isn't the right advice for you. Maybe you should just go, you know, empty porta potties and make a hundred thousand dollars a year doing it and feel useful and feel productive and like be okay with telling people that you're a porta potty emptier. Well, here's the other thing is being in the psychology world is happy doesn't always mean experiencing happy all the time. Right. Like we have a spectrum of emotions Mm -hmm. that are there for a reason. Right. So you have to feel the sad to know the true form of happy. So, we always talk to our clients about like how it's so common for people to come in and be like angry and they're mad that they're angry mm-hmm. or anytime someone cries during a session, what's the first thing someone says when they start crying? Sorry. I'm sorry. And it's like, right. There's that feeling of like, I shouldn't let this emotion out or you shouldn't see it or it's a bad thing that I'm crying. And it's like, no, no. Right. That's, that's how we were built. Yeah. So, but at the foundation of it is, is truly what makes us happy at the end of the day. And we all want happiness. Right. And so to go along with like seeing that those emotions and that spectrum of emotions isn't a bad thing, but I think we get so caught up in ourselves and our ego too. Mm -hmm. Like that's a huge problem is like when you get so internal, that's kind of what happens with depression is you just go in, in, in. And so I think one of the hugest remedies for that along with like therapy and medication, but is to do service, is to put yourself in the outside world and to give it away. And I was at a church seminar or church sermon this weekend with my friend, and um, they were talking about like that same. You went to church. I went to church. (laughs) I want to say sermon seminar. I'm like talking fast. Is they said, you know, the same thing of like once you find your passion or something that you can do of service, give it away. Like that's the whole meaning of life is to give it away, give, 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 and that give receive is like just been really a big message in my life lately. Yeah. I think like Brandon and I talk a little because, you know, he works in the psych ward at children. So he sees a lot of, um, like suicidal teenagers. And something that we've talked about a lot is that from, you know, it seems like the X factor in that like really deep, dark depression is a feeling of isolation. It's like, you know, if you feel at the end of the day, like you could talk to someone you're not going to be go, you're not going to get to that desperate place. Right. If you feel like you are totally alone and no one understands you and no one will understand you and there's nothing that anyone can do to help you, that's when things get desperate mm-hmm. and that's when things really become an emergency. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was something else I was going to say about what you were saying about happiness and I don't remember what it was. Oh well. I'll come back to you. Yes. Anyway, so that's just kind of I don't know. Feeling emotions. Was it about yes. feeling emotions and how my emotions have emotions lately? Yeah. So Joy texted me today. We were talking about emotions. And she was like, what would happen if I started crying during the podcast? And I was like, actually, I think people would love that shit. I was like, but I reserve the right to not know what to do. <laughs> that was my favorite response. No, I have to read it right now. It was so funny. You said, you go, I reserve the right to not know what to do because I'll just... I think I don't want to be all vague and I'm, I think that's so annoying when it's like, well, there's something I've just had, I've been through the ringer y'all. I've been through the ringer in the past few weeks with some things that I'll tell you eventually. And I was like, just having a really tough moment. And and I was like, I hope I'm just having such a bad day that I don't want, I've been crying all day. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to cry on the podcast tonight. And Claire's like, actually, I think people would kind of love that. And she goes, um, <laughs> people love emotions except me if you start crying I reserve the right to have no idea how to react <laughs> and I was like Joy do you want to do something fun do you want to go to Taco Bell <laughs> and I'm like that's the best response because all I could do God, you, Karen I can't you... go to Taco Bell I'm an all her diet oh my gosh <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Like, that's the best response ever. Because all I could do is read it in yeah. Karen's voice. Do you want to do something fun? Do you want to go to Taco Bell? <laughs> and your eyes get really big. Do you want to go to Taco Bell? I can put my fist in my mouth. you see? <laughs> okay. It's like, so everyone who hasn't seen Mean Girls that listens to this podcast, I feel really bad for you. I'm not. You, I don't. If you've been really, listening to this podcast for almost a year, and you, you still have not taken seen, two hours yeah. out of your life to watch Mean Girls, get I don't on even it. feel bad. Oh my gosh. I was listening. So another one of the podcasts we were listening to yeah. was... 
subversive leadership or something like that. And they had Seth Godin on and he was talking about tribes. And I was like, oh my God, we totally have a tribe. We do have a tribe. So it was like, find, it was like the first, the things you need to have a tribe are like a community, check, Mm -hmm. a vacuum, check. No, there were no other women podcasts. A, um, a language, like, like a vocab that's specific to your tribe. And so I was thinking of that and I was like, mean girls. Yeah. It's like, if you haven't seen Mean Girls, yeah. you're out of the loop. Well, I feel like we have, like, hashtag vocab, too, yes. on our Instagram. Yes, totally do. You do. You, your, your hashtags are always way more creative than mine. My hashtags are, like, girls gone wild, cross the girls. Yours are, like, hashtag, and then I went to the store, and it was great. And you have, like, stories. Your hashtags are, like, part of the comments. Like, I, I also love when you post things, and it's, like, hashtag hi, Claire. I know. I did that this weekend, because that was when I posted the fromance. Yeah. I'm like, don't get mad at me for posting this, Claire. Hi, hashtag Claire. Claire, don't get mad at me for posting this. Hashtag fromance. That's amazing. Yeah. But there were some other ones. Hashtag whatever I'm getting cheese fries. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, uh, because I was just laying by the pool. Oh, hashtag there's a story behind those shorts. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. I'm it's so really, glad I just read that. It's really not a funny story at all, but it just like made me laugh because when I, if you, okay, I quickly if you guys wonder what we're talking about, this oh, is from yeah. Joy's post on Instagram where she was at Lifetime CrossFit Lifetime Fitness. Yeah. Yes. So, my cousin's a badass. He went to regionals last year, Southwest Southwest Regionals, and he has been going to Lifetime CrossFit in Mesa, Arizona, or Gilbert, I think it might be, um, for years and years and years, and he's just amazing. He's been to, like, the junior weightlifting Olympics or whatever it is, (laughs) championships, something something like that. And um, so, we worked out... um, Let's see. We climbed Camelback on Friday morning, and then I was like, oh, let's just stop by our gym this weekend, too. Well, the long story short of it is I was, like, bouncing around all weekend at different mm-hmm. houses and, like, stayed at my grandma's house a couple days and this friend's house. So I was, like, packing clothes here and there, and I left my gym shorts at my grandma's house when I went to my friend's house. Therefore, I had to my, – my BFF in Arizona that I was staying with doesn't work out at all. <laughs> like, I asked her, I go, do you have a pair of gym shorts I can use to go work out at Garrett's gym? And she looked at me, and she goes – she started laughing. Like, and I I think it's like, it's so funny, those people, because like, I'm so close to her, but I'm like, why did I even ask her that? I'm such in a world right. of like fitness that she was just like, right. why are you, what? So then her husband's like, yeah, you have those pair, you have a pair of shorts. And she's like, yeah, they're like 20 sizes too big because they're like just huge. She probably right. wears them to sleep in. Right. They're and, like men's basketball shorts. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I ended up wearing those. And they're like, I didn't realize how funny they looked until I saw that photo. I'm like, I really do look like I'm on like a huge <laughs> soccer team because they're like big and baggy. They're adorbs. Didn't you nice. notice those when I was here? Like, what shorts are those? Not it's really. just not really. I look at them and I laugh because I'm like, they're like they huge do look balloons. Pretty huge now that I look at them, um, that's funny. I had a feeling that people were gonna be like, "What? That's not Lulu." <laughs> oh my gosh! Speaking of Lulu, I'm I'm like about to boycott Lulu. Really? I got a pair. I got. I think I already talked about this. I had a new pair of black leggings a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They show butt sweat. They do. They're black leggings. Black? How is it even physically possible? It defies the laws of science. And yet, here we are. How? Right? Yeah. Exactly. I was rowing, and I looked down, and I was like, what the? What is this? And I mean, granted, like, rowing, you get a pretty, like, intimate yeah. angle of your crotch. Sure. But, like, but still. Intimate They're angle. black. Yeah. This should be not even, I should be able to go swimming, and it yeah. shouldn't make a difference. Yeah. I was so pissed. I'd be mad I don't too. know why we still like Lulu because I they, don't either. They always, I like their bras. Their bras have yet to let me down. I wear them every day. I went to two in Arizona. Lulu's. I went to one, in, yeah, two in Scottsdale, and they were I don't all... know why we still like them because I just feel like they every single time there's like something going on. Like these pants, I like, but these were like for like old generation. Yeah, like the Lulu. real deal OG style. Yeah, yeah. And then I have their, I love their sports bras. I literally. Don't own a bra that's not a sports bra. Really? I had to borrow a strapless bra for my wedding. I think I remember that. Yeah. I don't own non-sports bras. I'm a fan of the Target Champion sports bras. Yeah. I think... Anyway. Long story short. Why are we still shopping at Lulu? We need to branch out. I think Athleta is like the next step. Yeah. A lot of people are raving about them. And I've had a lot of suggestions about checking out their swimsuits. Oh, yeah. We should do that. Yeah. Did you buy a swimsuit yet? Not yet. We should go swimsuit shopping. I should have done that before Arizona, but I didn't get to it. So I had this like huge shopping binge and I bought an amazing pair of bell-bottom jeans and this awesome top. No, you didn't. And you got I'm, bell-bottom jeans. I'm going to take them back because... 
Right. When are you going to wear bell-bottom jeans is the question. They're adorable. But it was like in a moment, whenever I shop with my mom, everything makes sense to buy. And she's like the instigator. Oh, just buy it. It's so cute on you. And then I get home and Scott's like, that's not functional. So my fashionista. Scott needs to just buy all my clothes for the rest of my life. I feel like he's He's my fashionista. Practical. He's, yeah. But, so and yet trendy. Functional. Practical yet trendy. Trendy. Do you remember that one time I came over and he was wearing like red chucks and then like a red Heather sweatshirt and I was like, you're so matchy. And he was like, really? This doesn't match? And I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, don't even talk to him about colors either. <laughs> oh, like there's, there's a difference between like teal and baby blue or whatever. Like, like teal and turquoise. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, you have a shirt exactly like that. He'll be like, no, this is navy. That one's like whatever. Midnight. Yeah. yeah. He like, says like some random color. Okay. Um, it's so funny. Like we'll go to J. Crew and literally he'll have a shirt exactly like it. And he'll convince he'll be like, no, that one has large polka dots. This one has small polka dots. I'm like, like, okay. How do you have a photographic memory of your entire wardrobe? Like I get home from the store, usually like if I go shopping, I get home and I'm like, oh, I already owned this. Well that's awkward. Anyway, on that really hilarious note. So we have a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're going to, um, in the next couple weeks, we're still trying to kind of figure out the schedule, but we have, we're going to have Stacy from Paleo Parents, which we're super excited about. We're going to talk to her about strong woman things. And we're going to have Emily Schramm on who, um, Unleashed Unleashed Fitness. She was on the real world. She's just kind of like a little fitness guru. So she'll be really fun to talk to. And we're hopefully going to have Julie, Julie Bauer, Bauer on again at some point yeah, this summer. Probably end of June or early yeah, July. Yeah, she has a new cookbook that's coming out. So we're going to talk to her about She's that. She's amazing. And so fabulous woman coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's going to be a good yeah. time. And, good times. Um, for, our, for our year anniversary, we're going to have like yeah. rock stars on our show. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. What should we do for our... If Let's take some suggestions for what we should do on our year anniversary episode. Yeah. You guys should come like, up with What something. should we do? It's going to have to be good. Ready, set, go. Yes. That's up to you guys. Um, and I want to do a shout out to whoever, I can't remember your name, I'm sorry, or which comment you left this on. It was either on our iTunes review or somewhere. The but, Mean Girls one? No, it was oh. really cute. Some girl was really cute. She's like, Joy, I always get your Sex in the City references because <laughs> I slip them in every once in a while. Yeah. And I know it's kind of outdated because it has been a while since Sex in the City was cool, but... I, I really appreciate it. She's like, I, I catch on to your Sex and the City references. You're so like, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I was too young for Sex and the City. I know. And you were like a baby when Aladdin was out. I still can't get over that. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's, that's enough. You were singing Disney songs as a, in Moab? Your, yeah. Oh, I can't even tell you. This okay. Final last little thing. That. No, it was amazing. We were, it was, it rained the whole time we were in Moab, which was actually kind of nice because, like, sometimes it's nice to be forced to just, like, do nothing. Mm-hmm. So, it rained the whole time we were in Moab. And so, on Sunday morning, we're all sitting there eating breakfast and we put on the Disney Pandora station and all four, we're four full grown adults sitting there eating breakfast, just singing at the top of our lungs to all these Disney songs. It was the best. That sounds like, amazing. These people are great. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And turns out I know all the words to all the Disney songs. You should not be surprised about it. I am not at all surprised. Nope. Not at all surprised. Um, Maybe that's what we'll do for the year anniversary. I'll just sing a bunch of Disney songs. Nope. I would love you that. You guys do not want that to happen. I would love that. Maybe <laughs> sure we'll... you would. You can do like a dance routine to them. I'll do a dance routine. <laughs> interpretive dance. Hmm. Maybe we should re-listen to episode one. And see like... And see what we talked about. We and should. We That'd can, be like, hilarious. We can like talk to our past selves. I don't know. That'd be weird. <laughs> hey, Be a hologram. Joy. Okay, guys. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next that's week. That's it for this week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.